So the premise behind all of this is, I think, even though it's putting a lot of stuff in front of you, it's simplicity. And it's getting your mind in a place where you can actually be confident in achieving things. This is episode number 200 of the Level Up podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Katie, and we are going to be sharing over the next few weeks some of our very favorite episodes that we've recorded, ones that you've really enjoyed and that you've given some great feedback on. And so we are going to dive into the first one, which is one of my personal favorites based on one of my favorite books called The 12 Week Year. And I think this is a great time to listen to this episode because we're probably all already thinking about next year. We've already probably thought about it, but this is a different way to take your annual planning and to break it up a little bit further to help create goals that are manageable and realistic based on where you're at in your career and your life. And sometimes it can be really hard to plan out for an entire year. So this book really helps to identify more short-term goals in each quarter that will really give you the leverage to accomplish a lot in a shorter period of time. So without further ado, here is that episode. And thank you all so, so much for listening every week. We really, really appreciate it. And we're looking forward to the next 200 episodes. Cheers. Hello, one and all, and welcome to another episode of Level Up. I am Daniel, as always, with Katie, here to blow you away with a ride through the wonderful world of real estate. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome one and all. So today we are talking about a book that we reviewed in our one of our team meetings, something that we wanted to share with you guys because we thought it was a really interesting concept that we're now implementing for our agents in terms of goal setting. And yeah, we just want to kind of go through it with you guys and hopefully it can help to create your own plan for the coming next little while. I like how you gave a good long preamble there without mentioning either the name of the book or who wrote it. I know. So, so people, and we'll, we'll tell you the name of the book at the end of the episode. Is that, <laughs> is that the tactic that we should use? Well, I mean, the whole concept is what the title is of the book. So I think we should probably say it now. Yeah. It doesn't really, it might become it a bit of a challenge. There's not much to the imagination if we don't say the name of the book, because we'll be saying it in Anyway, it's called The 12-Week Year. Mm -hmm. And it's a book by Brian P. Morgan and Michael Lennington, in case anybody wants to know. And it's also available in audio. As I'm sure everyone on earth who says they read is actually going to quote unquote read it <laughs> with their ears. Read this, with your ears, folks. We're not right. judging. This is what we've, been, we've, we've become in our society as book listeners. I actually heard somebody, uh, I was listening to the radio earlier, it was yesterday, and they were interviewing somebody who was talking about all the books he read. And then he said at the end of it that like he listened to all, he hadn't read a single mm, book, but he refers, yeah. like people refer to reading now as mm -hmm. listening. Like it's just yeah. it's synonymous. So, so this was a book that has been read and we encourage yep. you all to read it. Yep. 
Yeah, and so the whole idea is just about condensing your goal planning into smaller timelines. Um, basically, the whole idea, and I think a lot of us have experienced this in the past, where you've set goals for the coming year, and a year is a long time, and it's hard to remember them. It's hard to identify the tasks that you need to do on a weekly or daily basis, because a year is so far out and we get into our heads and we think, oh, well, we've got plenty of time to do this. And then we get to December and sure enough, a lot of those goals have not been accomplished. Yeah, it's kind of like we take our annual plans now and we just depreciate them as the year goes on and they become a 12 week plan, but it's a mm -hmm. year's worth of goals because you didn't do anything for three months or for nine months. So yeah, this, this is the concept we've been implementing in our annual planning we've talked about it in past episodes the idea of breaking down a bigger idea into something smaller but rather than taking what has been our annual planning process and breaking that into smaller ideas it's getting more specific tighter and from mm -hmm. that allowing you to really focus like you said on the day-to-day -day rather than the quarter to quarter or the yeah. month to month i think the more you're able to drill down what you're doing in real time the more likely you are to do it. Yes, exactly. And I mean, I know for myself, I'll set out an annual plan and then I put it away somewhere in a drawer and never to look at it again. And so this sort of a planning strategy uh, like pretty much forces you to look at your plan every single day, which is great. Because if you were to do that for your annual plan, I think even doing that small move would probably help you to achieve your goals a lot better in the year. But the idea here is 12 weeks is essentially a one year, um, according to this book, which I really like. Think about how much better we're going to age now. Like, I'm only going to get 12 weeks older in the face, but it's a year. So, oh, I was looking at it the opposite way. Like, oh, damn. Well, it's, like, it's like four, four years in a four years and in in one year. <laughs> but, so. but yet we only age a year in that time. So like by the end of this, you're going to be like three, 400 That's years true. old. You'll have, you'll have lived a lot of lives. So that is true. So yeah. if you're not already motivated to implement this, use your vanity as a reason <laughs> to do it. Yeah. But this is going to be something we elaborate further on in an upcoming goal planning session that we are going to be doing um, in mid-November. So stay tuned for information on that. Um, so if you feel like, oh my God, this is a lot of information. I don't know how to implement this. Don't worry. We're going to lay it all out for you and provide the resource to work through it with us. Um, but this is kind of just an introduction to the whole idea and kind of get you thinking about what this could look like for you and your business. Yeah. So the premise behind all of this is, I think, even though it's putting a lot of stuff in front of you, it's simplicity and mm -hmm. it's getting your mind in a place where you can actually be confident in achieving things. Cause that's one of the real pitfalls of goal setting. And when you do it on a longer term, the goal and the objective by default feels farther away. And when it feels farther away, it feels tougher to achieve because it's not right in front of you. And the more you're able to tighten up the process into 12 weeks, and then like we're going to talk about even smaller chunks than that and, and acted or actable, if that's a word, tasks, yeah. the more you're able to see the achievement in real time. And that's motivating to actually getting shit done. Yeah, 
exactly. So there's a couple things it talks about prior to getting into like the nitty gritty of doing your own 12 week plan. And I don't know, I can't remember, have we touched upon this, the emotional cycle of change in our, one of our podcasts? Cause we've talked about it in our team meeting and I talk about it continually with our agents, but I'm not sure if we've touched on it in the podcast. So if we Touch have, on. sorry for, for repeating ourselves, that makes me feel better knowing that you've listened to all of our past episodes but if not this might be a new concept for you that, um that would make me really happy if someone sent us a message and was like you know you mentioned this in like episode 73 and yeah i want new material you know what cool if you've been with us that long then yeah but i mean we've sorry coined, sorry for repeating yeah we've coined this chart the emotional cycle of change like the best chart of all time and i honestly believe that i always think of this chart pretty much every day because I go through the same struggles every day with like the things I'm trying to implement. But the whole idea is that there's four sites, four components of change. Um, and you kind of go through it and it's kind of like a, what do you want to call it? Like a U a little bit with it's, a little. It's a, it's a, is it that called a parabola? Is that what they're called? Really? I don't know. Remember yeah, I mean, like if, with like math, like X equals something, but it's the other way. It's more it's, of a, it's an opposite parabola. It's a valley, not a mountain. For those mathematicians, mathematicians. Yeah, it's a valley pretty much. <laughs> you mathematicians out there. <laughs> mathematicians, mathematicians. Anyway, so step one, and this is one that we all know is uninformed. We can have lots of fun. Okay, so you have an idea. This is where it starts, okay? An idea for your business. Step one is uninformed optimism. So uninformed optimism is essentially you are so stoked to start doing this idea, super excited. It's going to be amazing. It's going to change your life. It's going to change your business. It is the best idea ever. And you're so excited. That is step and one. And you have all, I, I'm going to preface this, even though you've already given step one. Steps one and two, without question, are steps everyone listening to this has experienced you've Absolutely. all experienced step one step one um anytime you get a new idea anytime you're about to embark on a new strategy when someone gives you something you hear an idea whatever it is you join yeah. the industry and mm -hmm. you're pumped that's what step one is and it's deliberately called uninformed optimism because you're optimistic but you also don't actually know what lies in front of you fully Exactly. So if we can give like a concrete example, like let's say you want to start incorporating video into your marketing, like you're super excited. I'm going to have all these videos going to have like got like videos for buyers, videos for sellers. It's just going to be all video and it's going to be amazing. So that's, and I'm going to have, I'm going to 10,000 subscribers and it's going to yes. lead it. I'm going to be getting 15 leads a day. And mm -hmm. the real problem I have is managing all these leads and finding places to store all the cash I'm going to make. Right. Okay. That's step so one. That's step one. Step two, you go into what's called informed pessimism. So informed pessimism so is sad. It is sad, but it's true. And, it, and you go into this pretty quickly, I would say. Like you are super excited. You're like, I'm going to record my first video. This is going to be amazing. You record your first video and maybe it turns out to be a disaster because you're tripping over your words. You don't like the way you look. You don't have the right equipment. You're not, you're comparing yourself to other people. You're realizing that I don't, it's not just one video I have to put out there. It's like consistent videos every single week. And I don't know if I can do this. So it's basically recognizing that 
all of the excitement you once had has now come crashing down and you are now realizing what kind of work is actually involved to get the strategy up and running. And I mean, think, think about the words. It's really deliberate when we go from uninformed optimism to informed pessimism. What that tells yeah. you is the moment you learn reality, it punches mm -hmm. you in the face with some negativity. Yeah. And basically in plain English, it's you realize things aren't as easy as they seem. That's what yeah. this is. Mm -hmm. And you take the big dip from the top of the U to the bottom of the U. And now yeah. you are in what is affectionately referred to as the valley of despair. And that's what I call where all good ideas go to die. <laughs> they go to die. So you're there. It's not dead yet because no. every you, what, what goes down can come up. I won't say what goes down will come up because this yeah. is where you're faced with a fork in the road mm -hmm. and it comes down to mindset. And in a lot of ways, it'll segue back into the value of a 12 week plan. Yeah. But, but this is, yeah. But this is honestly, this is like, I think everybody feels this way. Like I literally go step one, two, three down to the Valley of Despair and then back up to step one with a brand new idea because I think that idea is somehow gonna be better and less work than the first idea I had. So I think we all, like, I think it's just common for all of us to go through this and, and just kind of think about how you've implemented ideas in the past and kind of what has happened to them. And if you've actually gone through that. Yeah. And a lot of this comes from your ability to see what comes next yeah, and to have a vision of what comes after this valley. And like you said, it could go in either direction. You can see this is hard. This sucks. So I'm going to revert back to step one because this didn't work. Or you can say this is a logical part of the process. This yeah. is the cycle that I knew I signed up for. And if I keep plugging I get to go to the next steps, which yeah. inevitably will return on the right path to where I was aiming from the beginning. Yeah. There's no bridge from the top of the U to the top of the U. You don't get to build a line. You've exactly. got to do You have to. It's part of life. It's part of the process. So that's stage three is Valley of Despair. Um, and then stage four is informed optimism. So you're coming out of that valley you are now informed, you know what the work is that you need to put in to get this idea to, to success and to finally get it to where you want it to be. Um, so you're optimistic about it because now you've gone through the rough patches and hopefully you're starting to see a bit of light. I see the light. I see the I light. See the light. Um, yeah, and then stage... <laughs> You always make fun of my singing. This is why I never want to go to a karaoke. It was. It bar. was more. No. 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 It was. It was more <laughs> the sound. I think. I think people listening are wondering what's going on, but I think it's more the video element of that one. You had a weird face when you did that. My it was more your face. sing face. I mean, it wasn't really. It was just like I don't know. So for those of you watching on YouTube, you know what I mean. For those of you who aren't, <laughs> I have to go, go the bring up the YouTube channel. Check it out. It yeah. was just kind of like, it, it was like, it was weird because it was such a happy tone. It was like high pitched and you're saying, you see the light, but your face was like, you know, like <laughs> it was painful. <laughs> I need to make I that face. I need to make that face to do the light, to the, to get that Maybe sound. You're like, you're like clearing your airway. So your head needs to contort in a new way to like, let the sound come through your neck properly. Possibly. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. You. You've got a great singing voice. 
Um, all right, moving on, stage five is then success and you've managed to complete your goal, hopefully. So that's how it goes. So just think, if you can think of that, when you are in the Valley of Despair next time, I think it'll be easier for you to talk yourself into keep put to keep pushing forward because you know that this is a normal stage of the process i think right. a lot of us just have in the past not recognized that this is a normal thing like people think oh this should all be easy why isn't it easy for me but everybody goes through that and it's the people that get out and above the valley of despair that end up really doing well for themselves no matter what it is that they're they're working on and as soon as you understand this concept, that's why it goes from uninformed to informed. And mm -hmm. before you get optimistic again, you've got that decision to make. Because yeah. it, when you're in the valley, you're still what is coming out of informed pessimism, right? So at that point, yeah. you are in a bad place because you've learned reality and reality is not easy. So mm -hmm. you can either follow the ignorance's bliss path and go back to step one, which once again is uninformed optimism, which is a new idea. You see a, an ad, you, you see something that retargets you for easy leads. Someone tells you that, you know, your social media profile needs to be, you know, completely redone, be rebranding, whatever it is that motivates you because it distracts you from what you're working on. Mm -hmm. But it starts you from square one again, and you never get to the other side of the fork in the road which yeah. is informed optimism. And when you know that that's where you're headed, that's why it becomes informed optimism because you knew the path had to go through the crappy stuff first and you're going to get there, right? right. So success doesn't come by bypassing steps two, three, and four. Doesn't happen. No. No. So if you keep going back to step one, you're mm -hmm. self-fulfilling the prophecy. Is that who you It's a self-fulfilling prophecy of returning yourself back to the valley. You're just yeah. delaying the yeah, same crap over and over yeah. again. So anyway, Absolutely. understanding that concept, I don't think we ever dove into it that specifically. I think we've brought it up yeah. in the past, but that's what it is, folks. So, yeah. So that's that. Um, and then in order to put together a 12-week plan, it's important to have an emotional connection to any plan that you have. And this might sound airy-fairy for some of you, but if you don't have a reason for implementing a certain plan or strategy, it, you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna abandon ship so, so quickly because it doesn't tie back to anything that you want for yourself and your life and your business and all that kind of thing. So the first thing that you need to do before you go into an actual 12-week plan is to establish what are my what's my vision for the next 10 years, the next three years, and kind of the next year. And where do you see yourself in that? And that's, it's an exciting exercise, I think, to go through for most part. And people do struggle with that as well. Like they're like, I don't know where I want to be in the next 10 years, which is totally fine. But um, I think the whole idea here is just to like dream big and figure out what really excites you and what it is that you'd love to see for yourself in those time periods. And, and like we've said with annual planning, with other situations, like things may change down the road. What you want 10 years from now today doesn't necessarily lock you in. Yeah. That this is, this is the, the beacon you're looking at for the next 10 years, but you need direction. And this is meant to give you focus and direction, which we always talk about. And this also reinforces 
that the whole 12 week process can still be a supplement to an existing annual plan. Yeah. Right. That's so true. this isn't to just throw out all the work and you're like, oh, well, you got, you guys gave me an annual plan and I've been doing an annual plan. Now you're telling me it's yeah. 12 weeks. Well, this is deliberately built to complement and supplement that in such a way that it's taking those bigger goals and allowing you to focus on them with more tangible structure right now versus over yeah. the course of the next 12 months. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that's kind of step one. And then step two is starting up with your 12 week plan. And I think the ch challenging part is you only can choose two to three things, two to three things that you want to accomplish. So you can't say, okay, I want to do 10 things in the next 12 weeks because that's just impossible. So it's really about prioritizing. And I'd say for me, that was probably the most challenging thing because I had more ideas in my head, but now I can say, looking back and like, we're like five weeks into our plan. I'm, I know what I want for my next 12 week plans. Like I'm kind of now prioritizing moving forward, um, as well as obviously working on what I've set out for myself for these 12 weeks. But, um, I'd say that that's probably the most challenging part is deciding and prioritizing. And, and there is a real marriage of art and science in the way you decide as well. And I think we're going to get into the specifics of how to do that and how to prioritize when we do our session in yeah. November. Mm -hmm. um, so as soon as that registration, we'll, we'll probably put the link to the registration there in the show notes of this show as soon yeah. as, as it's ready. Um, but I will, as a spoiler alert, make sure you're not setting up whether it's two goals or three goals don't make them very very parallel to one another you want to be able to fulfill different elements of your life and your goals as it relates to those longer term things right yeah. so you don't want to commit the next three months to being very linear and tunnel vision on everything in your life that's yeah. that's the semi-spoiler but we'll get more specific on that stuff at our at our planning session later on yeah. in November. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So once you've established those three goals, it's then about creating tactics around each of those goals. So really breaking down each one so you know exactly what you need to do to accomplish those goals. And I think that's the most helpful part because when you say, I want to, I guess, like I'm trying to think, um, Let's say it's related to, let's say it's related to, I want to add a hundred names to my database. Yeah. Whatever. Exactly. Some, some sort of quantitative outcome, or I want two listings Yeah. in the next three, three months or whatever it is. You then have the opportunity to brainstorm tactics in a way that we've done in the past and the annual planning and all that. You can throw all the ideas out there, mm -hmm. but then determine specifically which, if not all of these tactics are directly related to the outcome I'm looking for. And what's this going to look like in terms of my capacity to do the work in the time I've got? Mm -hmm. Like, exactly. how am I going to be able to map this out? I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's, it's determining yeah. what those actionable items are. It's not when we're talking about airy fairy. And when you said airy fairy, I thought about Tom fairy because I've got the, the specs on today. Got my glasses on. But uh, 
there, I sang. I don't know if my face contorted for that one. Little little mm-hmm. wiggles for all you parents out there. Little wiggles. <laughs> yeah. There's no new wiggles, by, by the way. But anyway, that's a total sidebar. Did you see yeah. there's new wiggles? I, I did. I don't know where I saw that, but I did see that. And I thought it was I'm interesting. On social media. It was weird. They're like way younger and it just makes me uncomfortable. I won't be, I won't, I bet you, you'd, think, you'd think the older wiggles would make me uncomfortable because it's like a bunch of older people with children. But, but. But isn't there like still one of the existing ones at least that are still there? Like what's this, uh, Simon or well, something? This is a third generation of Wiggles. So there was the new group of Wiggles right. that showed up. And I but there was always the same them. guy. There's always the, the same one guy OG. Anthony. Anthony. Anthony was the OG. Um, yeah. And he might still be there with his salt and pepper hair. But yeah, I mean, now there's now there's like cameos and things and they're just building like this whole like wiggle nation going on. Where these wiggle guys are nation. I get it. They, they're awesome. pretty active. Good for them. They move around quite a bit. All right, anyway, back on. to 12 week class, whatever. Yeah. Right. So, yes, that's a good point. I like like definitely establishing where like what you have the capacity to do. But the nice thing about this part of the exercise is you're not only establishing the tactics, you're creating a due date for each of those tactics. So if you want to get two listings in the next 12 weeks and you want to reach out to, let's say, five people a day in your database to have conversations, that's going to be like an ongoing weekly task where you're reaching out to a select number of people every single week and you're tracking it. So I love the due date part because that's where I think a lot of us get hung up is we know what we need to do. But we figure we've got all the time in the world to do it and we never end up doing it. So it's a good way to really get your head straight and get yourself organized. Absolutely. And I hope you can still hear me because I hear you, but your face was frozen. Okay, no, now you're here. Okay. okay. Yeah, it was the same thing for me. <laughs> okay. Those of Zoom. Um, but yeah, it, it's all about setting. I agree with you. Like, I'm not going to repeat what you just said. It's about the due dates. It's about setting boundaries for yourself. And again, it's about being real with your own timing when you're setting mm-hmm. these due dates. Yeah. Um, we all have time. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Biggest pet peeve I've got is the people who say they're too busy when setting and you deliberately two or three for three months that you've done in such a way that you know they can be accomplished in two or three months you're going to have to have the time to accomplish the things you need to do to get there right it means that other things that are distracting to you are now you're pointing out the things that have gotten in the way of you fulfilling the stuff you need to do so this is a very deliberate practice in not just establishing the tactics you need, but also making the time you need and scheduling out the things you need to do to get them done. So once you've done that part, like establishing the tactics, creating due dates for yourself, you want to basically create a week by week plan for yourself. And so you will have the resources when we do this planning, but you're basically identifying the tasks that you said that you needed to do for week one, whether they're the ongoing tasks that every week you want to do, or maybe there's certain ones that you need to have done by a certain time. So plot those into your weekly schedule for all three goals. 
And that basically is telling you what you need to do each and every week. And I think it's brilliant because a weekly plan is much easier to follow than anything else. Like we always say, break down your goals, but this is like broken down as much as possible and makes it super easy to follow. It's, it's two points that come from that too. One being you are very likely working on these goals simultaneously. It allows yep. you to follow your plan in such a way that it's not, I can't focus on that goal till I finish this, unless for whatever reason, one is tied to the other. But in the same way, it allows you to map out the tactics that when you're determining the things you need to do to get to the goal, you might establish a tactic that requires another tactic to be done effectively, right? right? So, you know, if, if it is something to do with video, let's say, and like, I, not, I need to put the video on YouTube is mm -hmm. a tactic. Well, maybe there's the establishment of how do you make the video first that will take the first few weeks, mm -hmm. right? Or like getting the equipment or storyboarding or whatever it is you determine is necessary to lead into that thing. This practice will help not just lay out what you need to do, but the order in which it needs to be done, which will feed into your week by week plan as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then finally, the other part of this is making sure you're scoring yourself every single week. So take a look, track what you're doing and see how well you do. And the important thing to recognize here is that you're not going to get hundred percent. And it's funny I went through the cycle of change with this 12 week plan because week one, I did virtually everything I wanted to do. I was like gold star, hundred percent. I'm amazing. Week two, I like did two thirds or maybe a half of what I had established I wanted to do for that week. So it, it just kind of shows you, but I kept going and, you know, slowly I'm getting back up there, but um, you're going to have weeks where you might fall down. You might have weeks where, you know, the kids get sick, you get sick. Maybe a client needs you more than you expected, whatever it is, but it's important to just recognize you just have to keep going and ideally push those tactics to the following week to get them done. And maybe you have a bit more intensive work to do on that particular goal for that week, but it's, it's just tracking is so important and something again, that we don't really do as much, or at least I don't, I haven't in the past. Yeah. And if it's helpful for you, this is a great way, obviously, to keep yourself accountable, but involve somebody else in the process. I know at the brokerage level for us, our ability to let each other know what our plans are or where we're at with our plans, yeah. what we've scored ourselves, struggles we're having, things like that, not only help us feel better that we're not alone, but also keep us accountable to getting things done. Yeah. And it becomes, it becomes hard or it becomes a bit of an excuse if you fall into the trap of consistently pushing the goals, right? Like what you said is accurate. Like you're not going to be able to do things. And if you get, what was the target score you want to be able to do every week? I think ideally like, like, yeah, 70 to 80% is kind of what yeah. you want to shoot so for. Like, so you're not going for a hundred percent. I mean, you are, but if you don't hit it, it's fine. The thing is, if you're consistently doing 50% and pushing half of your goals up to the next week, that's going to catch up with you very quickly. And yeah. so you've got to be aware of that. Use the misses as a, a way to speed up. 
And honestly, equate this to, I don't know what kind of a student everybody was out there, but this is very much like when you had assignments and you had exams and tests. And if you were the kind of person that waited till the night before, it was stressful. And you always told yourself, I'm going to study, I'm going to do this, but we didn't have the luxury necessarily of 12 week plans and people keeping us accountable to all the tactics we needed as much as our teachers tried because they were giving us the units in real time to do. This is that concept and we're just grownups now who at some point should catch on to the way to do things easier. And this is the way to do things in an easier and more organized way. Not and I wouldn't say easier. I would just say- Easier in terms of of knowing what's next, Mm. I think. I I don't mean easy in terms of the functions are still hard. You're doing work. This is requiring you to do hard work you've been able to avoid. So from that perspective, it's harder. Yeah. But- it's easier to know what's next right. than just wondering what to do every day when you wake up. Yes, exactly. It's true. So that's the 12 week plan in a nutshell. I'd recommend getting the book and reading it through. I think it's a really, really valuable um, strategy for you to take. But if you want a more expedited version that um, will help you for next year's planning. We again are doing the 12 or not 12 week, we're doing an annual strategy and planning session, um, November 14th and 15th. So the link I'm holding us to it, we're going to create the link by the time this episode comes out. So it will be in the show notes and you can sign up there and be ready to get excited for this session. That's right. Two hours, two days of pe- two days of two hours. And two hours. so four hours in total, <laughs> but if you, if you have been involved in the past and some of the stuff we've put out there, this is a very succinct and condensed version of our OTB 100 or other things we've done in the past. Um, just sign up, join Do us. It. It's free. Join us. Join us. <laughs> That's right. All right. We hope you enjoyed today's uh, episode. And if you wouldn't mind liking, subscribing, sharing, we'd love you for that. And uh, we'll see you next week. All the best. And Kate, Katie will sing again. For every like, for every <laughs> like we get, there'll be another bar of a song. Oh God. And you can comment songs you'd like us to sing and we'll sing them in the episodes. No, you can't. don't do that. Don't do that. All, All right. right. Till next time. Goodbye everybody. Bye. Level up, level up, level up, level up, level up.